Thank you so much. Grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat. We're going to jump straight into it today. Hope you're doing well. You're looking incredible. Uh, one more time, can we welcome everyone who's visiting, whether you're coming for the baby dedications? Can we just give them a round of applause? Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to bring the word this morning, and I uh, actually woke up at 4 a.m., and I was praying for you guys, uh, and not because I'm spiritual, but because my daughter woke me up this morning at 4 a.m., and, uh, but I really believe, I, I really believe this morning that the Holy Spirit is already present, and I really believe this morning that it's not a coincidence that you're sitting in the seat that you're in right now, and I really believe this morning that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you and be so real to you from the very, just as real as the very carpet that you, you stand on. And so I, I, I hope you're expectant. I hope you're ready. I hope you're really tuned in to what I believe he's going to say to you this morning. I'm excited. Uh, if you don't know, uh, my name, like my dad said, that is my dad. He is, I'm actually the handsome version of him. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, we actually... When I was in high school, I actually came on staff here at the Exchange Church my senior year of high school. So I'm, I'm actually an OG when, uh, when it comes to the Exchange Church. And, um, and my senior year of high school, my dad was like, hey, can you come be our media director? So, but the, the only catch is we needed you to be homeschooled your last year of high school, which is, was a big decision for me. But I took it on board, and then after I... Uh, did that for a year, turned 18, uh, flew to Australia for Bible College, Hillsong Bible College, did that for two years, met my beautiful wife, got married, and we have two kids now. You'll see one of them, she has like a rainbow painted on her forehead, and she's the run, one running around distracting everyone during the service, during worship, saying, Dad, Dad, hi, I'm here. She's just, anyways, um, which is cool. And then, uh, we, I've, we, we, once I got married, um, after that, I came on staff at Hillsong Church. We have been leading our youth ministry there, uh, one, one of our youth ministries there for the last seven years, roughly, um, which has been a crazy ride. Um, but I, I I'm honestly so expecting for what God's going to do this morning. And, uh, I hope you are too. Uh, Hillsong Church, Hillsong Church, we've been serving there, um, since 2014, it's been honestly a blessing, and I, I don't know what you have heard about Hillsong Church or what's been going on, but what I can say and what I want to say, um, actually not what I can say, what I want to say and what I will say is I really believe that God is doing a work in the church period, and I really believe that, and I think you can see it across the globe today that God is moving. I believe he's purifying his church. I believe he's actually, um, the Bible talks about the church being resilient. And I believe, uh, I actually, when I was praying this morning, I had a word, I thought for specific individuals, but I really believe God put it on my heart that it was for the church. And it's, it's found in Romans chapter five, verse three through five. And I, I was gonna just quote it. Um, actually, I am gonna quote it because my phone's not here with, with me. Um, but it basically talks about even when we're hemmed in with troubles, it says there's more to come. And even when we're hemmed in with troubles, um, through passionate patience, it, it forges the tempered steel of virtue in us. And it says we wait with expectancy. We're, we're alert for what God is going to do next. And I really believe that is a word for someone in here. 
believe that is a word for someone through the screens that's watching. Wherever you are, I really believe that God is going to speak to you. He has a word for you. And I believe he has a word for every single person in here. If you agree with me, can you say amen? Amen. Oh, you're alive. Hello. Good morning. Well, look, I am a passionate preacher. I'm just going to throw that out there. And I... I'm more than happy if you want to preach back at me, preach back at me. If you want to, I believe that when it comes to preaching, it is never meant to be a monologue. It is meant to be a dialogue, a dialogue between us and God, between you and God. And I believe today, like I've said a million times already, and I'm saying it and repeating it a lot because I truly believe it, and I want to get it in us this morning. I believe God's going to speak to you, you, not the person next to you. He's going to speak to you. And I want to encourage you, if he does, and through the screens, whether you're watching live right now, I know Ramona's right now in Las Vegas, I believe. Hello from Las Vegas. Um, hope you're enjoying your time there. But I, I believe no matter whether what, this is a rerun, whatever it is, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to give you a word. And it might not have anything to do with my message. That is okay. The point is, you're going to hear from God. And that's what I want you guys to be expectant for and ready for. Amen? Amen. Uh, last night... We went to uh, a rodeo. It was Rachel's first rodeo. It was incredible. We bought the cowboy get up. Is that what you say? Did I lose it? Is it get out or get up? We're not sure. Okay. Does anyone, is there any cowboys in here? No? Is it get up? Get up. Okay. Uh, We bought our little cowboy get up, went to the rodeo. It was amazing. I actually didn't want to leave. It was so good. Um, And uh, now we're here this morning bringing the word. And I am pumped, and I need to stop talking because I want to get into this. Uh, But I I also want to just say uh, a huge thank you to my parents, um, not just for allowing me to be up here. I know people get up here and honor uh, the the pastors of the church. Um, But I I, I do want to say I am so proud to be your son, and, oh, I'm not going to get emotional. I'm grateful Because I believe that you guys, I've been leading a youth ministry for seven years, and man, that is that is a journey. Okay, it is it it is definitely the mission field. Um, But I couldn't imagine leading a church congregation as well as you guys do, and it's been so cool. Even my dad, the last week we've been here for a week or so, he's been going to hospital visits. You 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 guys care so much about your the people of the church, God's people, and I just want to say thank you for being the most generous with your time, with your money, the most generous as caring pastors for your flock and what God has entrusted you with. Can we honor Pastor Trey and Pastor Carrie um, for just being incredible, incredible leaders, incredible human beings? (laughs) Um, But if you're ready uh, for the word, I'm going to stop rambling, and uh, we're going to jump straight into it. If you're taking notes, I have a title for you. Uh, And the title is this, Hidden But Found. Hidden But Found. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, we pray this morning that you would meet us where we're at. God, whether we're on the mountaintop or whether we're in the valley or whether we're in the in-between, Holy Spirit, I pray that you're already here. God, your presence is so evident in this room. God, I pray that it would be your words that I would get out of the way. And God, that you would say to your people what you want them to hear this morning. And God, we pray, Father, for the Texas Rangers against the L.A. this Friday. God, we pray that Texas Rangers take them out and make embarrass them so much that there is no mercy in Jesus' name. 
And God, we pray next week that the Astros will go down by the Texas Rangers as well. And God, I pray you would help me find cheap tickets in Jesus' name with good seats. Can you say amen and help me with that? Amen. Amen. Oh, the door is back there, young man. The door is back there. Um, You can just exit there if you need to grab your kids, grab your kids, and just walk out the front. Where's security? Security. It's not getting up. All right. Distracted me already. We got hecklers in the room. Online, if you didn't hear this, we have hecklers. Maybe it's better to be online this morning. I don't know. Okay. Genesis chapter 3. You ready to read the word? Now, this is a a, a Bible verse, chapter, passage, whatever you want to call it, that you probably have heard or you have seen or you have watched maybe VeggieTales and have learned about it, whatever it is. Um, It is probably something that you have heard a million times. Whether you're a Christian or not, you have probably heard of this story. Can I tell you, when you are about to read this, this, this passage, can you please read it with ears like you've never heard before? I want you to open up your spirit, open up your heart, and ask God to breathe life, because it is alive already, but sometimes we need to breathe life into our ears and say, I'm ready to hear, God, what you want to speak to me. It says in chapter 3, verse 1, we're talking about Adam and Eve. It says this, Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and knowing evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. And they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together, made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid, so I hid. I don't know if you noticed, and I don't know what you got out of that scripture, but when I read it, I had this crazy revelation. Absolutely crazy, mental revelation. I heard it with fresh ears. I was, my life was changed. Life was completely, radically changed. Because you know what I heard when I read this scripture? I heard that the very first game ever played on this earth was hide and seek. Did anyone else get that revelation? No, just me. Okay. Now I got one hand. Thank God. Okay. Not the only one. The first game ever played in the world 
I actually know who invented hide and seek. It was Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. If someone else next to you says they invented it, they're liars, okay? It is not true. It was Adam and Eve. I have proof. But speaking of hide and seek, has anyone in here ever, ever played the game? Ever played the game of Spotlight? I wouldn't know because I can't see you anymore. But I'm believing all of you raise your hand. If you haven't, this is the game. Basically, the game is hide and seek. And what you do is you turn off all the lights and everyone runs and hides. You get one person that is it. And you begin, the person that is it has a flashlight. What I'm holding in my hand. If you can't see me online, I'm so sorry. And what that person does is they walk around and they try to spotlight people to find them. And once someone is found, once someone is eventually found, I almost walked off the stage. That would have been bad. If once someone is found, Chad, sorry, I'm blinding you. We have insurance, Dad, right? We have insurance. Okay. Um, I'm kidding. Once someone is found, Chad is now it, and he's going to help me find others. That is the game of Spotlight. Can we give it up for Chad, everybody? Chad, you are now it. That is the game of Spotlight. I remember uh, there was this one day we got a new campus pastor at one of our locations uh, at church. And we had our youth leadership team gathering. We were doing like a discipleship meeting or whatever. I can't remember what it was. I think it was like a connect group gathering meeting or something. And our new campus pastor is he used to be a kid's pastor of Hillsong. So you know all those Hillsong, like, kids curriculum that you see everywhere? You see, like, the alligator snap, or I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but all the crazy songs. It came from this guy, and he was a part of it. He ran a lot of our kids' team, and I knew he was a fun, outgoing dude. And in the past, we weren't really allowed to kind of use the building uh, when no one else was there. And so I thought, you know what? It's his, our campus pastor's first week. I'm sure he'd be okay with this. And so I was like, guys, I have a brilliant idea. We're going to turn off all the lights in the church building, and we're going to play the game of Spotlight. So all the leaders are excited. They're pumped. They're ready to go. There's probably about 50 of us or so. And, and I remember uh, I said, this is the only thing. Now, I don't like to make ground rules, but we need to have some ground rules. This is youth ministry. You never can be too sure. And so I was like, here's the ground rules. Rules number one, if you have never been somewhere before in the church, don't go. Because it's pitch black, and I don't want anyone hurting themselves. Rule number two, do not break anything. That's it. That's the rules. Does everyone understand? And everyone gave me, it's kind of like when you get on a plane and exit road, and they go, are you willing to exit the plane and do the emergency exit? I need a verbal yes. That was me. I was going, I need you to tell me for sure you're not going to break anything. And they're like, yes, all good. The only thing was there was one leader that I kid you not, he seems to break everything all the time. He's come to my house, and I'm not joking. Uh, somehow, by the grace of God, his bum went through my wall, and I have like an outlet of his, or like an outline of his bum in my wall um, that I had to get repaired when I moved house. I kid you not, this guy is prone to just breaking anything. So, of course, I nicely pulled him aside. I said, Eddie, hey, bro, I love you. Um, you know, we have a new campus pastor. Please don't get me in trouble, okay? Uh, don't break anything. Just, 
just do me a favor, be careful. And he's like, okay, no worries. So I thought I had a genius idea. I said, you know, what if I make him it? He has a flashlight, surely he can't break anything. So I was like, Eddie's it, everyone go hide. So I go to one of my key leaders and I said, hey, I know this building in and out. No one will ever find us. I was like, come with me. We're going to climb up onto this roof inside the building, and we're going to lay there. It's near the air vents. There's not much space, but they'll never be able to find us. So we climb up, and it's been like an hour. Everyone's now looking for me and this youth leader going, Micah, Jaden, where are you? And it's amazing. Inside, I'm like, man, I definitely run this place. This is great. And, uh, and, and then out of nowhere, I start to hear... I start to not just hear, but see some flashes of light on the roof that we're standing on. I'm thinking, man, how did they, is someone up here? What is going on? And I, I kind of peek and I see Eddie <laughs> standing on the same roof, just a little bit further from me. And that side of that roof is, you know, structured. And look, we're from Texas here. There's a lot of hard workers. So I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. But basically when you're on a roof, there's some places that are safe to stand. And there's some places that aren't so safe to stand. And I remember, I'm thinking, I look at Jen, I go, hey, shut up, be quiet. Don't say a word. We can't let him hear us here because if he walks over, we might be in trouble. We might get caught. So he's walking around, and then all of a sudden I hear him say, guys, I found him. And I'm like, don't move. I don't think he found us. He's, he's just lying. I don't know what's going on. And then out of nowhere, I hear, bang! And then I hear, ah! And the thoughts that ran through my head might have not been the holy of holies. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there going, oh, dear Lord, please don't let him be dead. Lord, please don't let me get fired. Lord, I hope that I can still do my job tomorrow. And, and then I go, Eddie, are you okay? I don't hear anything. I'm like, oh, God, he's dead. He's dead. It's like, Eddie, are you okay? And he goes, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? He goes, I fell through the roof. And so I jump off the roof. I come running over. I kid you not, it's the count room. And I open the door. The whole place looks like a tornado. Literally, it looked like a tornado went through it. And he's hanging from the rafters. <laughs> His legs are dangling. We pull him down. And I'm like, thank God he is okay. But we will never play Spotlight ever again. So the moral of the story, do not play that game. Just stick to hide and seek in the lights and only go to where you know to go. But I wonder, when you read this scripture... When it comes to Adam and Eve, have you ever, maybe you've thought this, I have. Have you ever thought or heard someone say, well, if it wasn't for Adam and Eve. Well, if it, if it wasn't for Adam and Eve, we wouldn't be in the position that we are today. I've thought it. And I've been challenged a lot lately by listening or in reading the scripture that I asked myself that question. I said, well, what if I was Adam and Eve? What would I do? What decision would I have made? And if I'm going to be real, because this is a church and we're not made full of perfect people here. If I'm being honest, if I was to look at my track record, I don't know if I would have done anything different. 
And if I'm being honest, I would probably say there's a lot of people in here that you may have not done anything different either. That's called humanity. And that's called us not being perfect and why we need a savior. And sometimes we look at those decisions and we can easily look at something and go, well, if they did that, I, I probably wouldn't do that. That's not what I would do. But oftentimes we can forget that sin and humanity plays a part in the things that we sometimes can't see or imagine. You see, what's so crazy about this story is Adam and Eve failed. And, you know, sometimes we'll say, well, if it wasn't for Eve, it took a man as well to eat it as well. But the thing is, even though that they made the mistake, God still came looking after them. He still came looking for them. And I believe this morning that even though sometimes we can hide from our Savior, sometimes we can hide from our sins, sometimes we can get confused with the mistakes of life and the situations that come our way, I believe this morning that God is going to reveal to us that he's still running after you. You might be hiding, but you're found. It says in the scripture, I'd love to read it. It says in the scripture, but the Lord God called, the man, called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid. I was naked, so I hid. I wonder what are you hiding from? This morning, I believe it could be, it could be condemnation. This morning, you could be hiding from guilt. This morning, you could be hiding from yelling at your children this morning to get ready for church. It's a real place. I wonder this morning, maybe you're hiding from a bad business decision that you made years ago that you're not willing to come to terms with. Maybe you're hiding from not inviting that person that you wanted to invite to church. Or maybe you're hiding because you believe God spoke to you and you chose not to listen to it. Whatever we hide from this morning, I believe God is going to reveal it. And sometimes we can hide from unforgiveness. Sometimes we can hide from the things in our world and we try to shove it as deep down as possible. I believe tonight, this morning God is wanting to bring freedom to some of those situations. So you no longer have to hide from it but you can be free in Jesus. Amen? Amen. I want to, this morning, just kind of give you three points, and these are going to be fairly quick. Um, and uh, I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, there we go. This morning, this is what I want to do. I want to break down the game of hide-and-seek. Is that okay? Are you with me? Are you still with me? I want to break down the game of hide-and-seek. And I believe through this game that we've watched Adam and Eve play, I believe that we're going to be able to see something that God is wanting us to see. So point number one, if you're taking notes, this is how we play the game of hide-and-seek. It's point number one, I hide. I hide. I know this is simple, but I believe this is powerful, and this is something that God is going to reveal to you this morning, you know, maybe if I'm being honest, I think COVID has been a massive jump starter to us being comfortable with hiding. If we're going to look back at COVID, and I know a lot of preachers love talking about COVID, but I think it's a real thing to talk about and something that we need to keep addressing because I always told people uh, during COVID that we don't lead, that COVID doesn't lead us, we lead it. 
and that we're the ones that are responsible for our own journey in life. And so we don't allow our circumstance to make the decisions for us. We make the decisions that's going to change the environment and the circumstance. And so I believe what COVID has done to us is almost conditioned us to be comfortable with hiding. It's conditioned us. You know, we were actually never meant to be an island on our own. We were so used to being locked up, alone, isolated, that it's almost become a way of life. And we're slowly getting out of that, and that's okay. There's grace for that. You know, you never want to look at COVID and, and just bash COVID completely. There's, there's, COVID's actually, if, if we're going to look at the positive side, I believe there's a lot to learn from it. There's a lot to grow from it. But I also think there's ways where we need to address it and go, you know what? Maybe it's time to return back to church from being just sitting online. It's a real place. Maybe it's time to actually reach out and go out, have lunch with a friend or a person in church and not just come, listen, because it's what we're used to, just listening on our phone or our, our computer screen and then eating lunch by ourselves or with our family. Maybe it's time to invite someone out to lunch at Outback Steakhouse that's not really Outback from Australia, but it's okay. It's a good version. If you like Outback, Ste- Outback Steakhouse, if you like Bloomin' Onion, that's great. We actually have that in Australia, just so you know. There is some similarities, but it's not really Australia. Anyway, anyways. I'm, I need to get off my soapbox. But maybe it's time for us to actually learn that hiding may have been good for a season, but maybe it's time to recondition our minds to be found. Maybe it's time to not just be on our own island, but actually say, who can I invite on this journey with me? In Jesus' name. Keys, you can, you can play with me here. Play with me whenever you're ready. I'm thinking maybe some jazz. Do you guys do that here? No? Maybe some, like, rock? What are you feeling? Hip-hop? I'm not getting any sort of feedback from the keys player right now. He's in his own world. Can he hear me? Can anyone, can you hear me? Okay, I'm just, I'm just I felt like I was up here alone for a second. I was like, is he even there? Is this the Holy Spirit? Okay, anyways, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Okay, if we don't have keys, that's okay. Does anyone want to hum for me? No? Okay. That's all right. I am preaching alone this morning. I'm feeling it, but that's okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) When you get saved, you hear this saying, you are lost, but now you are found. This is something that you hear quite a lot. God is here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I love you. I was lost, but now I'm found. Can I be real? I think we can take that saying, and it's great, and and I actually love that saying. I say it all the time. But I think we can forget, even as believers, we can still be lost. Sometimes we can do this journey of life and we think, I get saved, God is for me, if God is for me, nothing can be against me. And these are all biblical things that we need to live our lives by, 100%. But sometimes we can forget that in this journey of life, we can sometimes find ourselves lost. Adam and Eve knew God was real, but yet they still found themselves lost. I wonder this past week, did you find yourself lost? I'm here to tell someone there's good news. It is okay. It is okay. Because he has not stopped looking for you. 
and he will continue to keep on finding you no matter the cost, no matter whether you're naked or you're clothed. And this is what's crazy. I read it already, but I want to read it one more time. It said, but the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, get this. He said, I heard you. I heard you. In the garden. And I was afraid. Can I tell you? They knew he was in the presence. They knew they were in the presence of the creator. Can I tell you? Even when you're in the presence of the creator, you can still feel lost. Which is crazy. It's crazy. But can I also tell you? The good news is is even when you feel lost, he will still keep showing up. And I'm, I'm here to tell someone this morning, and I'm here to encourage someone this morning, that when you're in the presence of the creator, I want to encourage you, don't just say, I heard you, but I want you to outwork what he's speaking to you. I believe this morning God is going to speak to someone, and he is already. But can I encourage you, it's great to hear him. But you can't just hear what he says without action. You need to respond. Sometimes our, the church nowadays, I believe, is great at just coming on a Sunday, hearing him speak, being in his presence. But I wonder, when you walk out these doors, are you different? Are you changed? Are you taking action? Are you walking out of the church so on fire for God that you can't help but invite someone to church? You can't help but bring a brisket to your neighbor like my Aunt Dean and Uncle Henry did to me the other day. Thank you very much. Our house still smells like brisket, by the way. It's phenomenal. I opened the microwave, and the whole microwave is, like, stained with the brisket smell. It's amazing. We ate it in one day, by the way, so I need more brisket. Anyways. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not really. Anyways, I got to stop. I got to stop. I pray that as a church, the church, that we learn to hear him. I believe we do know how to hear him. But I think it's time as a church, and I'm talking to myself, to start outworking it. When he tells you to bless someone, I want to encourage you, outwork it. Do it. Don't just go, oh, well, I need to really pray about this, God. When I believe sometimes God is going, I just told you. What do you need to pray about? <laughs> Come on. Let's go. It's time to get on the horse. Is that what you say here? I hope so. It's time to get on the horse. Giddy up, cowboy, cowgirl. Am I being bad? Is this bad? Should I stop that? Okay, anyways. <laughs> I remember a couple years ago. Uh, actually, it wasn't, a, it wasn't, yeah, it was probably about three, three years ago. We were doing a baby shower for River before she was born, our eldest. And we had some friends come over. And um, I remember this young girl named Bree. I love her to death. She's such a beautiful little girl. She came up to me and she said, Micah, Micah, let's play hide and seek. Let's play hide and seek. And I was like, okay. And I'm all for any games. If anyone's going to play a game with me or wants to play a game with me, I'm down. I rarely say no. The only thing you need to know is I don't care how old you are um, or how young you are. I'm going to beat you either way. It doesn't matter. I'm playing to win, okay? And so I'm looking at Bree and she's like, Micah, can we play? And, and I get on her level and I said, yeah, let's do it. I was like, I will count you. Actually, you count, I'll go hide. And she said, okay. So she counts. I hide in the kitchen. 
and you know, I, I wasn't hiding. I, I have to be kind of fair. As, as much as I want to win, I don't want to be stuck in the same place for hours, you know. Um, so I was like, it needs to be a somewhat okay location for her to find me. And so I just hide in the kitchen by the, by the refrigerator. And she takes a little while. She finds me, and she's having the time of her life. And then she goes, okay, you go hide, and I'll count. And I said, okay, you go count, and I'll hide. Or wait, wrong way. Wrong way. Mix it up. It's ADHD mind happening here. Mix it up. Turn it around. And she, she, goes, she goes, I want to hide. You go count. So I go and count. And she goes and hides. And I'm looking for her. And it's funny because I go past the kitchen. And I, I just kind of see her little legs sticking out past the refrigerator. And she's just kind of sitting there. And, and I'm going, Bree, where are you? And I know where she is. I'm good at the game, okay? I know where she is. And, uh, and she, I'm like, Bree, where are you? I can't find you. Now I'm lying to the, to the young girl, which is not good. Um, <laughs> but as I'm saying that, she starts to giggle. She starts to get a little bit louder. Her legs start to shake. And it gets to the point where I'm like, does she want to hide anymore? Because... She's not really, does she know how to play this game? She's not really playing the game like she's supposed to play the game. And then I'd be like, Bree! And she'd be like, I'm here. I'm over here. And I walk over and I find her and she yells and she screams. And But I love this image because I believe that's what we're called to do as Christians. I really believe we're called to have that childlike faith where when we hide, we should have that childlike faith where we want to be found. We're not just playing this game of life with God, but it's a matter of going, God, I want you to find me. I want you to find me. I can't keep hiding from my sins, from my past. Maybe from what I feel like I might do in the future. But I want to be found in you. I hide. Point number two. He finds. You see, we will always get found because we can't outrun him. We can't outrun his grace. He's passionately pursuing me. He's Elroy, the God who sees me. It's part of his nature. It's who he is. He's passionately pursuing you and I. When I hide, he finds. When I hide, he finds. You see, he's searching for us, but not to judge us. You see, what I believe he was trying to do was even though Adam and Eve were naked, he was trying to clothe them with righteousness. He wasn't trying to go, how dare you? You didn't listen to me. He was saying, no, come. I will help you. The Holy Spirit this morning is coming and saying, I will help. I will help. But the sad thing is, 
can't find someone who doesn't want to be found. And I pray this morning that we as a church want to be found. We want to be found. It says in Acts 17, verse 24 through 27, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven. And the earth does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From the one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though he is not far from any one of us. Did you hear that, church? God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though he is not far from any one of us. Once he finds you, he wants us to find him. Once he finds you, he wants us to find him. Point number three, last point. As I hide, he finds. Number three, I'm it. I'm it. I hide, he finds. I respond, he redeems. Did you get that? I hide, he finds. I respond, he redeems. The game isn't over when he finds me. It's just getting started. You're it. It's time for you to find other people. It's time for you to be used by God. It's time for you, yes, to show up on a Sunday and receive, but do something with what you have received. It's time to go and find. It's time to go and find. I remember um, not too long ago, I wasn't here for it, unfortunately, but my grandmother, my grandma Beck, and I'm sure some of you may know her um, or have known her, she uh, got uh, diagnosed with COVID. And um, one of the most inspiring things from her story that I heard while I was in Australia was even on her deathbed, she was finding. She was it. She wasn't done evangelizing. She wasn't done glorifying Jesus. She was constantly worshiping him, giving him glory. And I believe from that inspiring story from my grandmother, I've learned that it's never too late to be it. There's always time. And I believe there's people in this room. You might be going, well, I don't know. Maybe you're a new Christian. Maybe you're just kind of figuring things out. Maybe you've not done any of the things that we're talking about. That is okay. That is okay. Uh, probably when that, when that season was going on with my grandmother, I remember getting up to our youth ministry. And I said, hey, guys, I need prayer. I said, I, I need prayer. My grandmother's uh, not, in good, uh, not in a good state. And I, I explained the situation. I said, I, I just need prayer. If that's okay, can we just pray as a youth ministry together? And the youth ministry kind of rallied around Rach and I and prayed for us. And uh, 
once that service was over, I walk outside and we have this thing called hang time. It's crazy. Basketballs are flying everywhere. Soccer balls, everyone's having fun. And I remember there's this one student. He always comes and finds me uh, at the end of service. And this is what he said to me. He goes, Mike, can we chat? And I'm in the middle of a conversation. I'm like, oh gosh, how do I do this here? And he's like, can we chat? I was like, okay, sure. He goes, can we just go somewhere private if that's okay? And I'm thinking, there's nothing private around here, but we'll try. So I was like, let's just walk as far away from all the action that's happening as as possible. So we walk over and he goes, you know how you prayed for your grandmother? And I said, yeah. He goes, I actually in that moment was praying for mine too. I said, oh, why, why is that? And he said, well, we just found out that my grandmother got diagnosed with dementia and and I I was like oh that's and what's crazy just to give you some backstory this young man has been coming to our youth ministry just for maybe four weeks brand new Christian has been showing up and he comes to me and he's telling me this and I go oh well let's let's pray for her let's pray again now let's pray right now he said okay I said well what what's her name and he tells me her name and I said, okay, so we, we hold, I said, let's hold hands. We're going to pray. So we began to pray for his grandmother. And we finished praying. And he looks at me and he goes, Micah, can I pray for your grandmother? And I said, yes. And he goes, what's her name? And I go, Beck, we just talked about this, but that's okay. Grace. Um, and, and he goes, okay. And then he, he goes to pray. And then he stops. And he looks at me and he goes, I've, I've actually never prayed before. I don't know what to do. I've never prayed. And I looked at him and I said, oh, that's okay. I'm right here. Just say whatever you want to say. Whatever's on your heart, I'm right here. I got your back. I'll help if you need help. So he, he begins to pray and, and he goes, God, we thank you for Grandma Beck. And God, we thank you that um, you love her. And then this is what he said. He said, he goes, God, we thank you. She's going to a better place. And I go. And I think he saw me get a little startled. And I didn't know what to say. I'm thinking, I did tell him I was going to help him, but I actually don't know how to help him right here. And he goes, he looks at me, and we're just staring really awkwardly now in each other's eyes. And I'm like, okay. How do I handle this situation? And, and, and he goes, or live, or live, or survive. And I go, yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'll never forget this moment because he just had to go. He was it. He was it. He was it. He was hiding. God found him. And he said, I'm it. I'm here to tell someone this morning that you're it. I want to prophesy that over you, over this church, that it is time to rise up and be the church God has destined this church to be. That he has called this church to be. We don't need bystanders. Right now, we don't need to just sit back and see what the world is saying about the church, but we need to lead in this season and say we are going to lead the way God has called us to lead. Why? Because the word says the church is resilient. Why? Because God talks about the church being the answer to the body of Christ. I'm telling you, church, this morning, it says do not forsake 
the power of gathering. People online, I want to encourage you, do not forsake the power of gathering because I really believe that when we gather together as a community, God is going to say, you're it. You're it. He's going to find you. He's going to bring freedom to you. And he's going to empower you to go into the world. That's what the church was made for. It was never made to be an island by itself. It was made to be the answer to the world through him. You're it. You're it. I believe it's time for us to see Sunday mornings. I'm talking to myself here as well. As the hospital for the broken. It's time to see this church as a place, a beacon for this city. I'm a little bit jealous because I believe Austin is the hub for almost all of the United States. People are flooding to this place. The potential and the, the, the opportunity to see people come to know him is endless, endless. But one thing I always tell our team is I say, hey, we don't need to go across to the other side of the world to be on the mission field. This is the mission field. It's time to pick up the shovel. It's time to get in the trenches. It's time to see this as a place to see revival come, to, to see people's lives radically change. This is the opportunity. But are we using what God has put in our hands? Because this is it. You're it. I hide, he finds. You're it. In Jesus' name. Ask the team, we're way over time. I'm so sorry. I asked the team to just sing a song over us. And you don't have to stand. You can sit. You can stand. You can go somewhere in the room, wherever you want to go. Do what you want to do. But I believe this moment right now is just a a moment where we can receive and hear from God on what it looks like to be it. What our next steps should be on this journey we call faith. What I want you to do is if you want to just close your eyes, you can put your hands out like this. You can do whatever you want to do. The team are just going to sing this over you. And I believe God is going to bring freedom in this place. In Jesus' name. See you
I don't know how many days I'm left on this earth. My, the end of my legacy, my life, my breath could be tomorrow. So every day needs to be lived in a manner worthy of giving glory to God. And I just sense that in this service with baby dedications and a brilliant message by Micah, no better time than today to say yes to Jesus. Yes, I believe Jesus is coming soon, but you don't know when your last day on earth is either. And the gospel isn't any more clear than 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4. The gospel so plainly says that Jesus, the Son of God, came. He died on a cross, was buried in a grave, and on the third day rose again. The good news for you and I is... Hi, Ruby. I'll be with you in one moment. Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And God knew that before he sent his son Jesus. He knew what he was laying his life down for. Our sin, it was our sin that put Jesus on the cross. But today, I'm not asking you to become anything new. I'm asking you to go back to who God created you to be. Your mind has been convoluted with the world. You have you've been polluted with the world. And it's not something that you have to become and attain. It's something that you can just rest in. You were created to be sons and daughters. When you were sent to planet Earth, it was... That God had in mind that you would be his son, you would be his daughter. If you're ready to say yes, today there's a move of God that is calling people home. If you're ready to say yes to Jesus. I can't say that everything in your life is going to fall into place and it's all going to be roses and candy canes. But you'll know what it means to finally be free. To finally live a life worth living. If that's you, will you just wave at me? You're ready to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you're coming back home. Maybe you've walked away from the Lord and you're ready just to recommit. You've been playing hide and seek, playing games, wiggling your feet by the fridge. You're ready to be found. Will you just wave at me? Thank you. Anyone else? Church, will you just place your hand on your heart? Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he laid down his life for me. I believe that he was buried. And he rose again, just as the scripture says. From this moment forward my life will never be the same. I choose you, Jesus, to be Lord of all. 
king of all, in all in all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, can we just celebrate the decisions that were made today? If you're watching online and you said yes, please scan the QR code. Or if you're in the room, you can grab this QR code at the information desk or on the screens after we dismiss today. We want to walk this journey with you. Don't forget this Wednesday, 6 p.m. is team night. We hope to see you there. And you've got six days to practice what Micah preached about. Tag, you're it. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday, 1030 a.m.